0: Great job, it's awesome, she dressed up in a crayon, that's uh, pretty creative, good job. Well welcome everybody, welcome to DV, we are so happy you're here, we love you, 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 and we love to create spaces here for you to grow and develop and discover who God is in your life and how you can mature in your walk with God. And and so we love to do that. And so we love to create environments where desire for following Christ is celebrated, it's nurtured, it's attractive. Um, It's where you, you know, as a follower of Jesus can help others become followers of Jesus. We call that here, disciples making disciples. And we love for you to, you know, invite people to come. What kind of people am I talking about? Your neighbors, your family members, your co-workers, your, your I don't know, co-workers, family members, your, your neighbors, your friends. Invite your friends to come. We love to create spaces and, and tools. We love to give you tools like this trunk or treat that Ms. Abdiela was talking about, like small groups that we have going on, you know, like the women's brunch. You can invite people to. Come to and experience God's presence as you who have experienced God's presence here today get to experience as well It's it's a beautiful thing and we love that you're here We love that that um, you get to grow in your relationship with God We love to have these classes that we offer these next steps classes to help you grow in your walk with God We'll talk a little more about that, but anyways, we love you So we're glad you're here and I want to let you know that today we're, we're continuing a series that we called we started. It's pretty brand new. We started it just last Sunday it's called Don't Stop Believing. And so if you have your Bibles and you want to open them up to the book of Ephesians chapter two, if you don't actually have a physical Bible, you have an electronic like I do, phone or a tablet, you can feel free to open that up. We actually have everything available on digital form. You can feel free to find our notes, our message notes, verses. We're gonna read everything right there on your electronic. So all you have to do is you have to have the Version Bible app. And we actually have an instructional video coming up on the big screen behind me in just a moment, because if you're a visual learner like me, you need that. Um, And so if you have the UVersion Bible app, you download that. Once you download that, you go to the page where it says more. I'm going to do it to you as we're talking. So you open up the UVersion Bible app. You go to more. There's another page that pops up. And you look for the third word from the top. It's called events. You click on that. And boom, Doral Vineyard Church is right there you can find, go to the one that says live, and yep, you're there, you're there, I'm your chapter two, don't stop believing, it's going to be awesome today, so there you go, you can also follow along in the seat pocket in front of you, there's a little note card, and you can follow along up there too, it looks like maybe somebody can find it, it's not that one, that one right there, thank you. Yes, you can grab the pen that should also be in the seat pocket in front of you, looks like that, and you can track along any verses or any thoughts you hear this week that you think might be um, beneficial for you, okay? And so as we get started today, I wanted to tell you, uh, confess something to you guys today. Uh, I want to tell you that uh, in case you don't know, uh, I am incredibly insecure, I have battled with insecurity most of my life I know some of you guys are looking at me and you're saying Yeah, I knew that already (laughs) Some of you are saying, "Uh, duh, I can see it all over you Um, And so thanks because you just drove down, (coughs) drove deep my insecurities even more But um, it it really has been something that has haunted me for most of my life Uh, I've felt often that I'm not good enough Or that I'm not going to measure up Or on and on, and in fact, one of the things that I'm really insecure about is my eyesight, or I should say, my lack thereof, my eyesight. And so today, I brought um, my glasses case, and I wrestled really hard with, should I bring, I'm like talking to you guys about being insecure, should I bring my glasses up here? Because what you don't know about me is that I'm actually legally blind. And I am legally blind. The only way I can see is because I wear contacts. Um, And so I have these glasses that I wear at home when nobody's around except my kids and my wife. Um, But that's the only place. And I never let anybody see me with my glasses because I am like extremely insecure about them. And so I didn't want to bring them today. I just, uh, I'll just prove by bringing my eyeglass case, it's enough, I struggled all week with whether I should bring them, or I shouldn't bring them, because it's pretty bad, but I actually brought them today to show you, I'm not going to put them on though, but I'll just show it to you, they're actually really thick, because I'm legally blind, and so you probably can't see how thick they are, but um, I have like the reduction on them on top of that and they're still really thick and ugly looking but I'm not gonna wear them but I thought I would tell you about it um, because uh, it's something that has made me feel really insecure. I actually had these on one time I had a friend come over and he saw me in them and he had the classic um, look of shock. He saw me and he went So that's how bad it is. Uh, And I'm like, dude, thanks, you just drove deeper all my insecurities. I thought I could like share with you this and now I just realized I can't. And the reason why I share this is because maybe some of you today don't have the eyesight problem like I do, but you have maybe felt like this recently where you have been rejected in life or you didn't achieve what you wanted to achieve. And you thought that maybe you could do more and you didn't and you wake up one day and you feel like, "I, I feel so insecure. And I feel inadequate. And you think to yourself, well, there must be something wrong with me. Well, I came to tell you this morning that there is something wrong with you. There's absolutely something wrong with you. Um, you're right. There is something wrong with you. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Without Christ, there is Something wrong with you in our text today in Ephesians chapter 2 Paul is very direct as well. Basically, he says there are three things that are wrong with you He says you are spiritually dead You're sinful and you're the object of god's wrath This is what's wrong with you. I'm going to say it again. You're spiritually dead You're sinful and you're the object of god's wrath And so if you're new with us, welcome to the Doral Vineyard Church, where we're here to make you feel good about yourself. I mean, the truth is that most people, most churches, they don't talk about this stuff. Oh, God loves you. God loves you. He has a wonderful plan for your life, and he does. But actually, without Christ, you are the object of God's wrath. How does that make you feel? Well, let's let the word of God speak to us in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Paul says this, once you were dead, this doesn't mean like on the side of the road, on the ditch, in the side of the road, no, it means once you were, you were spiritually dead, right, you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, and he goes on to say in verse, verse three, um, in the middle of the verse, um, by our very nature, so if you don't know this, you have a sinful nature, we all do, He says, by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger. The New International Version says, you are the object of God's anger, of God's wrath, okay? And he says that you are subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. In verse four, he said, but God. Anytime you see a bunch of bad things in the Bible, like a list, they go on and on. Whenever you see these two words, you take comfort in the fact that At any moment when God shows up, things can change. Scripture says, but God is so rich in mercy. Now, watch as we do nothing and God does everything, okay? But God, who is so rich in mercy, and what did he do, you guys? You can help me out. And he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, what did he do? Say it aloud. He gave us life. But God was so rich in mercy And he loved us so much Go to the next slide Next slide, right? That even though we were dead Because of our sins Say those words He what? He gave us life He gave us life life. When, did we do anything? No, not in anything we did But when he raised Christ from the dead Paul goes on to say That it is only by God's grace That you have been saved And so, understand this And I don't want to hold anything back. I don't want to tiptoe through the tulips for you today. Okay, without Christ, there is a lot wrong with you. You are sinful. You are spiritually dead. And you are the object of God's wrath. The good news, though, the good news is, though, that God can change everything in a moment through His Son, Christ. And so the first thought is that without Christ, there is something wrong with you. The second point Kind of goes right along with that. And it goes along with our overall theme of our series this week, of don't, this, this month of Don't Stop Believing. And the series, you know, we, we talked about this thought that when you believe in who you are, you guys remember this? When you believe in who you are, you'll what? You'll know what to do. This is the other thought here. Point number two is on the other hand, With Christ, you are God's finest. And that's actually the the title of our talk today. God's finest. You are God's finest. Look, God creates all the time. And he's always creating, he's always looking at how, how what he created is working out. But when he created you, he had to stop and go, wait a second oh my goodness, this is the best I've ever done and ever will do. When he created us, he was like, whoa, this is it. This is the best. This is is God's finest. And you are the masterpiece of God himself. You're not the masterpiece of some unknown artist. No, it is of God. You are the perfect artist workmanship of God in Christ Jesus look at verse 8 9 and 10 and they say this and just for the record these are some great life verses and God's word says God saved you by his grace when you what when you believe in who you are you'll know what to do when you believe and you can't take credit for this it is a gift from God verse 9 and it is so important salvation is not a reward, okay, it's not a reward for me, for you, for what, right, Uh, so help me out, DV, salvation is not an award for the good things we've done, you don't get a reward, you don't get an award for the good things you've done, it doesn't matter how hard you try, how religious you act, salvation is not a reward for the good things that we've done, it says so that no one can boast, you guys following me, no one can boast about it, now, because of Christ who are you? When you believe in who you are, you'll know what to do. Verse 10 tells us who we are if we're in Christ. The Bible says this, and help me out. Verse 10, for we are God's masterpiece. Say it again. Who are you? For if you are in Christ, we are God's masterpiece. Now, what has God done? He has created us a new in Christ Jesus so that we can do good the good things that he planned long ago for us to do now you've got to understand this we are not saved by our works but we are saved for good works let me say it this way okay we're not saved by the good things that we've done but we, not, by our past, nothing we've done gets us the reward or the award of salvation. Nothing of that, okay? None of it. None of the good that we have done. But we are saved to do good things for the one who saved us. So we are never saved by works, but, so we can never boast about it. But we are saved to make a difference and to bring glory to God in this world. If you are in Christ, it doesn't matter how you feel about yourself. It doesn't matter. Well, I, I'm not that good. I, I, I'm not that talented. No, you need to understand this. You've been made new. You've been made new. You've been remade. You are God's finest. But you are not just a masterpiece like, you know, a painting that goes up on a wall and then nobody ever looks at it or people just walk by it and, and that's it. No, no, no. It, you, you are more than that. You are God's finest creation for The master's purpose. Maybe you've heard of this slogan. A picture is coming up on the screen behind me. And it's uh, another picture. Not that one. That one right there. And it's that picture. Maybe you've heard of it before. Um, People have written songs with this slogan on it, that's like the title of their song, people have written books, posters have been made, actually bumper stickers, that's what this is, is a bumper sticker, I don't know if anybody's been driving around ever seen that, but I have, the only problem I have is that I never see like a Bentley with that bumper sticker, I never see like a Mercedes Benz, I always see like old clunkers and rickety-dick cars, so I don't know what to do with that and my theology of that, but God does, it is absolutely true, When you're in Christ, you need to understand that you are God's finest. That you are the masterpiece of God created for the master's purpose. And God wants you to believe this because when you believe in who you are, you'll know what to do. Everybody say, I am. am. Say it again. I am am. God's finest made made in Christ Jesus to do what God created me to do. Come on now, I need a little help this morning. Say, I am God's finest, made in Christ Jesus, to do what God created me to do. You are ultra special. Ultra special in Christ. You are the master's finest fine wine, fine china, you are, but not just for someone to say, oh, wow, look at you. You are so nice. You're so fine. You are created for the master's purpose. In fact, the Greek word there that is translated here, and you can just jot this down in your notes if you want, is the word poema, and here's what it means. It can be translated as a beautiful poem. I love this, and you are with Christ. You are a poetic statement, of the glory of God, that's what your life should be, a poetic statement of the glory of God, this word means the perfect workmanship, that's what you are in Christ, you are the perfect workmanship of God, it it can also be translated as tapestry, tapestry, in other words, all of these different things, they come together to create this beautiful picture, and you are with Christ, a poetic statement, God's fineness, the perfect workmanship of God and when you believe in who you are you'll know what to do and so three thoughts today I pray that it will drive this deep within your soul the first one if you're taking notes is this as God's finest creation you are created for the master's purpose as God's finest creation you are created for the master's purpose and I love this here you exist to bring glory to God Psalm 139 Verse 13 and following, this is what David in the Old Testament, and I want you to notice how his words parallel the verses we just read in Ephesians chapter 2. He says this of God. He says, God, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And then he, he breaks out in a worship moment, okay? And he just breaks out and he thanks God and he says, I praise you, God, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together. You see the imagery of the tapestry right there. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. Now look at the power of this. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Listen to Paul say it. Listen to David say it, that's what he's saying here. You are God's finest, created for the master's purpose. Paul says it again this way, you are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you before you were even born for you to do. God's finest creation the master's purpose. David says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I know that full well, and all the days ordained for me were written in your book before I was even born, before one of them even came to be. And so when you believe in who you are, you'll know what to do. You are God's finest, created to serve the master's purpose. And this is what's so powerful to me, so powerful in all of history. In all the span of time, God decided that you were supposed to be born in this moment, at this time, with the skills and the abilities and the experience that you have. This moment in history would serve God best. There was no better time for you to be born. It, there was no better time with your personality and your makeup, this was the best time in history that you could serve the master and bring him glory. And so the problem for so many people is this, they just don't believe it. They just don't believe it, they, 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 don't, uh, they say no I'm not, I'm not God's finest, look at me, look at my gut, look at my receding hairline, look at the white hair, I'm not God's, look at me, I'm not. And so they, because they don't understand God, that you're God's finest, they they don't understand the purpose for which they were created. And when you don't understand the purpose of a thing, all you can do is abuse the thing. I'm going to say that again. When you don't understand the purpose of a thing, all you can do is abuse the thing. I want you to repeat that with me. Say, when you don't understand the purpose of a thing, all you can do is abuse the thing. My kids do this t- all the time, right? They do it all, t- they grab something they're not, they're not meant to grab, but they use it the way they think they should, and, and, and they'll make up a use for it. But the problem is, more often than not, that they're going to break it or misuse it, because that's not what it was intended for. If you don't understand the purpose of a thing, all you can do is misuse the thing this week, My wife was away, and so I had the boys all week and, uh, you know, getting them ready for school in the morning and and all that, getting them at at night after school and taking them and all that stuff. And so um, uh, I I, want to tell you that I've already told my boys this. I said, boys, I want to let you know I have a little budget set aside for when you get older this is the money you're going to use for therapy because papi is your dad (laughs) okay i just told i i mess up all the time all right they just they're, they're going to need therapy they are i know that already but there are times where i just i want to take that little budget that i set aside and i want to go to therapy because they're my son and they're driving me crazy but anyway this week um i asked my son my youngest one i have two my youngest ej I asked him, and man, he gives me a lot of stories every Sunday. I thank him. I got something to say on Sunday mornings, but he gives me a lot of stories. So, anyway, my youngest one, he, um, I asked him to go brush his teeth, and now, mind you, I'm a little bit anal about some of these things, right? So what I do is, before they even wake up, I put toothpaste on their toothbrush, and I put the little mouthwash, little cup of mouthwash, before they even wake up, one on one side and one on the other, so that way, they're not like in the same space brushing their teeth, you know, they're like on the other side of each other, and so before they even, so all my youngest one has to do is go to the bathroom and stick that toothbrush in his mouth and go to town. That's all he has to do. But this particular morning this week, he was a little distracted. And so, and I have this thing because toothpaste, I feel like, gets everywhere, that's why, that's why I dispense it, and I also roll my toothpaste, if you guys don't do that, you need to start rolling up your toothpaste, it lasts longer, so anyways, I roll up my, and they don't do that, they just squeeze it from, anyway, my wife does too, anyway, okay, so, so, just stick it in your mouth, that's all you got to do, but he's distracted, and he's, you know, waving this, and it's a weapon, whenever he's waving it like that, I'm like, put it in your mouth, because you're going to put it in your hair, it's going to put, you're going to, you know, and, and so, just stick it in your mouth, so he sticks it in his mouth, and I don't know why, but he grabs the tube of toothpaste. He doesn't need to grab the tube of toothpaste. He already has the toothpaste in his mouth. But he grabs it, and he starts playing with it. And he starts swinging it, and he launches it. And what happens? Can you, can you imagine what happens? Explodes. Toothpaste everywhere, right? When I have to get out of the house. Thank you very much. And on his shoes, and on his, the floor, and everywhere. When you don't understand the purpose of a thing, all you can do is abuse the thing. You see, the toothpaste tube was never meant to be used as a toy or a slingshot. It was meant to dispense toothpaste. Are you following what I'm saying? Everybody, help me out. If you don't understand, help me out. If you don't understand the the purpose of a thing, all you can do is abuse the thing and so many people don't understand the purpose of their lives they don't understand it and if you don't know the purpose of your life all you can do is abuse God's finest creation and here's the deal life without purpose it's time without meaning let me say it again life without purpose is time without meaning Right? It reduces everything to experimenting. Right. And that's the way many of many people are living their lives. Maybe some of you here are living your life. You're experimenting. Well, maybe this job will work for me. Let, me. let me go try this out. Well, maybe this relationship will work for me. No, she didn't do it for me. Let me go over here. Let me try this job over here. Or let me try this relationship. Or let me try to get this accomplished because, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'll try this over here. And you just go on experimenting because you don't know the purpose of your life. And you know what else? If you don't know the purpose of a thing, don't ask the thing. How ridiculous would it be if my younger one grabs the toothpaste tube and he says, what are you for? Talk to me, what are you for? I don't understand what you're for. How ridiculous is that? Who do you have to ask if you don't understand the purpose, who do you, who do you ask? The creator of the thing. That's who you ask, you don't ask the tube. The toothpaste tube, you ask the creator. Hey, what is your purpose for me? You see, you, don't, you, you are God's finest. You seek God and you ask him here at DV. We love to create spaces for us to, to discover and understand what the purpose of our lives are. And actually, it just so happens, it's not a coincidence that I'm talking about this today, and we have a class at the end of the service that we would love to feed you and invite you to. It's called Next Steps, Chapter 3. And in this class, guess what you do? You discover your purpose you take assessments through, find out your personality. I didn't know that my, this was my, or maybe it confirms what you thought, but you weren't really sure. Your spiritual gifts, you do this assessment, and you figure out what your spiritual gifts, your personality, your skills, and we see how all of that woves together for what God created you for. That's happening today, right after the service, all right? It's, and we love to get this whole class designed around it, because we want you to understand why you're here. And the big picture is this. You exist not to accumulate more things in this little slice of eternity. That's not why you're here. You exist to bring glory to God. And we all do in our own specific way. As God's finest, you were created for the master's purpose. You are God's finest, not made in the USA, made by JC, by Jesus Christ. In Christ, you are made new to do the good things which the master prepared in advance for you to do. And so thought number one, as God's finest, you are created for the master's purpose. Thought number two, and we need to understand this, as God's finest, you have everything you need to do everything God wants you to do. As God's finest, you have everything you need to do everything that God wants you to do. In fact, in, this is what the scripture says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. The Bible says this, God's divine power. Notice, it's not our own divine power. It's not our power, but it's God's divine power has given us what? Everybody help me out. It's given us what? Everything we need. Let's say it again. God's divine power, what has it given us? It has given us everything we need for life and godliness. It's given us everything, what we need, everything we need for our life and godliness. To go through the knowledge, to to, to understand him, to, to through our knowledge of him. It's through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and his own goodness. God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Think of it this way: God's never called someone and said, Hey, you are my finest. I want you to go and do this for me. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I forgot. What was I thinking? You're, you you can't do that I forgot no never mind never mind don't don't go do that an example of this is in the scriptures he's never done this is in the story of Moses when God calls Moses you may know this story God called Moses to deliver the people of Israel Moses didn't believe in who he was and so he didn't know what to do when God called him he's like no no God you got the wrong guy You want me to go speak, like do public speak? I can't, I I, I can't, I stutter, I can't do that. You got the wrong guy. That's not for me, I'm not a good speaker. I'm not good enough to get this done. And God never said, oh, myself, that's, what was I thinking? You're right, I don't know why I even asked you to do it. Never mind, just go back and do it. No, he said, no, I didn't make a mistake. You are God's finest. I chose you. I appointed you. I want to use you. And, and so, you know, God says that. And when, you, when, when God calls you, he'll give you everything you need to do everything that he wants you to do. And so the problem is, so many people suffer from what I call finest envy. Finest envy. They look at other people, fine people, and they say, wow, but I, I'm not like that. Oh wow, I I wish I could, you know, I I wish I could look like that. That person over there is beautiful. I wish I looked as beautiful as they do. I wish I sang as good as they do. Look, look at them. They have hair on their head, and all I have is hair on my back. I'm not good enough. I, I I'm not good enough. Let me tell you something about me. I'll just be real honest. And I just started understanding this now: that because of Christ, I am God's finest. And I'm doing right now what God has planned and prepared for me to do. Long before I was even born, He called me. He had prepared. Before I even ever came to be, God said, I want you doing this. But let's just be real honest. There are a lot of things that I can't do. There's a lot of things that I can't do that you can do. All right? I'll give you an example. I am not a computer techie person. I'm not okay, I spend hours trying to fix a problem, and then I look at it, and hours have gone by, and I haven't gotten anywhere, and it's so frustrating and embarrassing, I'm like, I just spent hours and hours on this, and I haven't, I'm not good at IT, I'm just not, I'm not an IT guy, not, I get so frustrated, I just want to give all the technology away, here, take my phone, here, take my watch, here, take everything, I don't know how it works, right, another thing I'm not good at is I can't do math in my head, I can't. I can't do math in my head. I'm a visual. Just that's why you guys see that video visual of how to download, because I'm a visual guy, I was like, look, I need that, like, I need it for me, show that video again every Sunday, because I forget, so anyway, I, but I can't do math in my head, I can't crunch numbers like that, I have to write it down, just this week, I went, the boys, you know, picture day, we went to go get haircuts, and the boys got him a haircut, and I paid the guy, and then he gave me the change, and then I gave him a tip, and then I sat down later, and I was doing the numbers, I'm like, oh my goodness, I gave him a huge tip, not on purpose, I pretty much paid for another haircut, I didn't realize." that, right, that's one thing I've done wrong, Uh, I wanted to call him and say, that's the tip for the rest of the year, by the way, but no, I didn't do that, but anyway, no, I mean, I'm not, I can't do the math, in my head, another thing I can't do is, I can't fix anything, I cannot fix anything worth, uh, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm not a good fixer, handy guy, that's not who I am, that's not who I am, I just can't do it, I'm not made to fix it. If my toilet breaks, which we had a toilet break here, I'm like, oh man, you know what I can do? I can pray that a miracle happen, that that toilet will get fixed somehow, and it'll start working again, but that's as far as I go. I can't fix it, I can't. But here's what you need to know, check this out. I wasn't created to be an IT guy. I was not created to do math in my head. I was not created to fix broken toilets. And when I stop looking at what I cannot do, it puts me in the position to finally see what I can do and accept the truth that I am God's finest created for the master's purpose. And so are you. So are you. Don't be looking at, well, I don't have this and I, I'm not this, and I wish I had, you know, I was beautiful like her, and, and I wish I was talented like him, and you know, he's, he's got hair, you know, I wish I did too, no, let's not do that, let's look at what God created you to be, and when you realize that I am God's finest, I've been made new, all the things are gone, I'm a new creation in Christ, and new creations have new purpose, I am God's I have everything I need to do everything that God wants me to do. And when you believe in who you are, you guys, you'll know what to do. God's finest creation. So let's review the first one. As God's finest, you are created what? For, everybody say for, for the master's purpose. Number two, you have everything. Say everything. You have everything you need to do everything God wants you to do. And so the third thought is this, and it's so life-changing when you internalize this. As God's finest, God uses everything in your life to bring about His purposes. He uses everything in your life to bring about His purposes. He is the potter, and we are the clay, and He is continuing to shape. I brought some play-doh this morning. I didn't want to bring clay because it's so messy, so work with me today, okay? This isn't exactly clay, but it is, it's kind of like clay. It's play-doh. It's going to serve its purpose today, um, and so thank you, Kids Church, for providing the visual this morning. Um, yes, so we, he is the potter, and we are the clay, and we are made for the master's purpose, right? And he is continuing to shape you and form you into his masterpiece to serve his purposes. Romans chapter 8 verse 28, we sang about it, it was one of the songs we sang today. If you don't know this verse, it's a great one to commit to memory. The scripture says this, and we know that in what, everybody play along, and we know that in all things, say it again, and we know that in All things, let me ask you a question. Does all things include the good things? Say yes. Does all things include the bad things? Say yes. Does all things include the things that you are so thankful that have happened? Say yes. Does all things include the bad things, the things that you wished had never happened? Scripture says, and we know that in all things, God works together for good. For who? Is it for everybody? No, no, no. Actually, it's not for everybody. Right? And it's got to, you know, I got to be honest with you. God works in all things to bring about good to those who love him and who have been called according to his what? According to his what? Purpose. There it is again. Your purpose. If you are in Christ Jesus, you are are God's finest created for the master's purpose and when you realize that he is the potter and that we are the clay and he's forming us using all things to bring about good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose that'll give you tremendous confidence to step into his will and know that he is the sovereign and that he is the good God you can see example After example in the scriptures And my favorite in the scriptures Is in the Old Testament About a young boy named Joseph Who believed he was God's finest creation And he kept saying I'm going to be a leader I'm going to lead one day I'm going to lead one day And his brothers were jealous of him And they wanted to kill him Some of them said that Let's kill him Others of them said no, no Let's sell him into slavery Do you think Joseph ever said Oh, this is it I'm so glad I got sold into slavery. This is it. This is part of it, right? I love it. No, he didn't. But he knew that the potter was shaping the clay into his finest creation. Joseph was so talented and faithful to the pot to the to 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 the potter that Potiphar, not to be confused with the potter, Potiphar, his owner, his owner, that he got promoted. and then one day Potiphar's wife took a look and took a liking to Joseph, and she said, hmm, I like that, I want some of that, but Joseph was integrous, and he was just like, no, 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 eventually, no, I'm sorry, this is not who I am, and so she falsely accused him, and then he got thrown into prison, do you think at that point, after slavery, he was like, oh yeah, like as if slavery wasn't enough, now I get thrown into prison, I'm sure he was saying, but God, Where are you? Slavery, Like like slavery wasn't bad enough. Now you throw me in the prison. But God, where are you? I, I don't understand what's happening. But again, the potter, he's shaping the clay. And through an unusual series of events, after he interpreted dreams, he was promoted to being second in charge over all of Egypt, and God used him to prepare for a big famine and years later his brothers they came they came up to him and they said oh you you are you are our brother he's alive he's gonna kill us now what does Joseph do he says no I love you I forgive you says everything you wanted to do to hurt me guess what God used it. He used it for my good. He brought good from it. There's actually a scripture that says what, the, that what, what, what was meant for evil, God used it for good. God took it all and he shaped me. I couldn't do what I'm doing today had God not taken me through some things that actually prepared me for this moment. God used it all for good. Some of you right now, you're going, well, right now you guys are going through a time and you think, well, I I wish this wasn't happening. And I want to tell you, quite honestly, I wish it wasn't happening for you either. Painful, yes, I know. I don't understand. Yes, I don't understand. I wish it were different. But understand this. If you are in Christ, if you love him, If you're living according for his purpose, he works in all things to bring about good. That's how good our God is. Every now and then someone will ask me, well, Pastor Abdi, you know the things you've gone through, experiencing so much loss in your life, people will sometimes ask me, do you ever regret and wish that that stuff never happened to your life? And I want to be real careful how I answer that question because I wouldn't want anyone to go through what I've gone through. And I wouldn't want to go through it again, to be quite honest. And all these loved ones that I've lost and people that have, you know, rejected and deserted, I wish they were with me now. But here's what you need to know. I don't regret the loss because God used it to make me into His finest that I am today. He even used the bad stuff that happened. He even used the bad stuff that I did. Here's the deal today is God's finest doing what I was created to do. When I preach about loss, I know what I'm talking about. I know how painful it is. I know what it's like to hurt. I know what it's like to hurt even because of sin, because of my sin. And I'll preach against it with passion. And when I tell you that, that Christ can change someone, it's because I was brought through some things. I know also what it's like to go from being selfish and lustful and sinful and arrogant and prideful to being transformed into a servant of God. I know that transformative power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when I talk about it, when I tell you about it, it's because I know it firsthand. I don't regret the loss because it makes the light oh so much brighter. And I pray with everything in me that you would believe in who you are. Oh, but I'm not good enough. I'm not this. No, no, no. You are God's finest. Some of you, still right now, you're going to look at your life and you're going to go, but I don't like myself. I don't like what I've become. I've got great news for you. And your final thought, and then we're done. If you don't like yourself, Let God remake you. He's the potter. You're the clay. And if you don't like yourself, let God remake you. Let Him remake you. You see, one of the problems is so many people forget that God is the potter. Scripture says we are the clay. God is the potter making us through Christ into His finest creation, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for you to do. You are God's finest, created for the master's purpose. But if you don't like yourself, let God remake you. This is what Jeremiah said. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working on the potter's wheel, and he was using his hands to make a pot from clay. But something went wrong love that phrase unfortunately that phrase describes a lot of us in our lives maybe you would say man I had a dream I had a dream to be such and such and to be in this place in my life but something went wrong with my dream I had hoped to be somewhere financially to be at this place but something went wrong with my hope. I I thought I'd be married right now, but something went wrong with my plan. As I look at my life, I know that God has all these things intended for me, but something went wrong along the way. What do you do when you realize that something went wrong? Well, you let God remake you. He's the potter. And you are the clay. Here's what Jeremiah said after he realized that something went wrong. He said, so the potter used the clay to make another pot the way he wanted it to be. You see, here's the good news. God is a potter and you are the clay. God used the same clay to remake it into what he wanted it to be. If you don't like your life, let God remake it. Through Christ, you can be God's finest. You can be His finest creation for the Master's purpose. Would you bow your heads and let me pray with you today? Father, we ask that your Spirit would do a work in your people, that we would never be the same, God. And as you're praying today, I want you to think about it. Let me just talk first to those of you who are followers of Jesus you are a committed a follower of Christ. Many of you, as you look at your life, you may say, well, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like God's fineness. I know you've said it. I don't I, after everything I've done, I feel like I'm not good enough. Let me just say it. It doesn't matter what you feel like. because of Christ, you are made new. You are God's fineness, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for you to do. And so for those of you who are followers of Jesus, if you would say, honestly, I want to believe it. I want to live it. I I want to know the purpose for which I was created. And I want to live according to the master's purpose. I want my life to count and to give him glory, if that's you today. And you say, Pastor Abdi, would you please pray for me? Would you pray that that would be so? Would you just... If that's you, would you just stand with me right now? Just stand with me. You say, I really want that to be me. God, I do. I pray today for those of you who are followers of Jesus. I pray that that you would overcome every insecurity this world has beat into you. And that, that, that you would recognize that in Christ Jesus, you are new. You are a new creation with a new purpose. You are God's finest created to bring glory to Him. God, I pray for the folks that are here that they would understand who they are so when they believe in who they are in Christ, they would know what to do. God, I pray that they would glorify You in all that they do, that they would see that they have everything they need to do everything You want them to do. May they believe that, oh God. I pray that they would find comfort in the fact that even though they may be going through something right now, they may not like that something went wrong along the way, that you're a sovereign God. And you're working in all things to bring about good. God, for those who love you and are called according to your purpose, God, I pray that they would step into your purpose, that they would be fulfilled, not experimenting and looking, but being confident that you have begun a good work in them and that you, oh God, will carry it out to completion. And as you keep praying today, there are those of you, if you're really honest right now, you'd have to say, there's something wrong with me, actually. There's a lot wrong with me. And I'll just say it as plainfully as I can. You are right. Because by nature, we are all sinners. And the challenge is so many of us, we think, well, to be right with God, I've got to you know, stop doing bad stuff and start doing good stuff and all these kinds of things. But, but scripture is really, really clear that you are never made right with God by the good things that you do. But it is a gift of God. A gift of God. You are saved only by Grace through faith in the Lord Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, his one and only son, Jesus, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. And there are those of you today that you said, I would love to have a purpose. I would love to be right with God. Let me just tell you, you're not here by accident. You're here because God brought you here. Today, as you call on his name, the name of his son Jesus, scripture says that your sins will be forgiven. You'll be made brand new because Jesus is the son of God who died and rose again. And if anyone is in Christ, the Bible says he is a new creation. The old is gone and everything becomes new. For some of you, this is the very reason that you're here today to say it's no longer about me, I'm a sinner, I need a savior, God, I give you my life. Jesus, make me new. Those of you who would say, that's me, that's why I'm here, I give my life to you. Jesus, save me and make me new. If that's your prayer today, would you just lift up your hands high right now? Just lift them up high. Lift them up and leave them up. I I wanna see you eye to eye in this moment. See these hands over here in this section. God bless you, you guys can put your hands down, I see that hand in the back, God bless you, you can put it down, I see this hand up here in the front, God bless you, anywhere, I see that hand over here, anybody in the back, God bless you guys, I want to pray, would you pray with me, everybody just pray aloud, pray this prayer, say, Heavenly Father, save me from my sins, sins. let's pray like you mean it, make me new, new. I believe believe. you died for me and you rose again so I could live for you, make me new in Christ, your finest creation, fill me with your spirit so I could serve you always, thank you for new life, now I give you mine, in Jesus name I pray, amen, would you take a moment and celebrate with me and worship God, Would you thank him, you guys? Let's celebrate one more time. Would you welcome all those people today born into the family of God? If you prayed that prayer with me, you guys can be seated. Abdiela mentioned earlier, would you mark your card, that Connect card?